fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. Acton is your lead blocker to fantasy glory. Acton is your paver of the ways for fantasy excellence. <laughs> Sorry, we took a show off and I'm a little rusty. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. When we saw that terrible, and I mean terrible, underlined, capital letters, that Broncos game. Last week, when they were playing, who were they playing against? It was so terrible. The Colts, right? Oh, the Colts. Broncos, Colts. One of the worst games I've ever seen. And people kept saying, wait till next Thursday when the Commanders are playing the Bears. Well, we're here. <laughs> you thought it couldn't wait. get worse. <laughs> we're here, everybody. I'm your host, Now the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. And um, we're going to try to get you excited for this doozy of a Thursday night matchup. How you doing, Wolf? See, I actually truly think this one cannot be worse than last week. That was truly no, the worst impossible. game I've ever watched. It's impossible. I, I think both of these defenses are atrocious. I know the Bears' offense is absolutely abysmal. I wouldn't be shocked, though, to see a little bit. Like, we'll hit our betting lines preview in a second, but we do have to hit a super chat first before we yeah. even get on air. I know you're going to hit that. Yeah. Uh, we have Brian Robinson we're going to preview in a sec, too, because I know a bunch of your questions will probably come in for the fact that he's starting. But, yeah, I'm actually – Kind of excited about this game, as shitty as it is on paper. I think it's going to be a, like a good slap fest, like a fun slap fest. Last week was tear your eyes out slap fest. This is going to be a fun one. I just have a feeling in my bones. I, I really don't want you to be wrong. I, mean, I, I really, I really <laughs> want it to be good. I, I want it to be entertaining, uh, even if it's bad football. I'd love to see some back and forth offense. I don't know. It, like you said, it, it, you, you'd have to show me something worse than that game last week. Uh, it was just – it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was right. so bad. We're going to get into it right away. Like the Wolf said, we got a, Brian Robinson, kind of the hot name for this game. Coming back, we saw a little bit of him last week. Obviously got shot a bunch of times in the preseason and, you know, seemed well on his way to maybe be in the Redskins RB1. And so we're going to talk about him because he is back, and that's who a lot of the questions are about. Before we do that, we have an unprecedented, before we even went on the air, super chat, and it's coming from across the pond, everybody. Hell yeah. Ryan Hemmings for £4.49. Says, my dude, in a sticky Thursday night football spot in some leagues, PPR, do I start Samuel or Myers, assuming T. Higgins is out? Also, Fields or Jimmy G as my super flex. Also, Kmet and Everett. What do you think, Wolf? Getting right into it. Thanks for the super chat, Ryan. Thanks so much, Ryan. We really greatly appreciate it. Good to see my man. I know you're always here with us Thursday, but right off the top, kicking it off for us. Greatly appreciated. Good question, too. After you've seen Myers top a 30% target share in multiple weeks he started through three weeks with over 30 percent target share so he's seeing nice and steady volume the thing is is curtis samuel is also seeing great healthy volume each and every week i prefer samuel very slightly just because he's also getting carries now with brian robinson here probably going to cap you up to two three max in the ground game for samuel but that's not where he's most valuable anyways we've seen just about every single week 10 targets or more for Curtis Samuel, he's leading the team in targets, team in receptions. He's actually, if not mistaken, third in total touches among wide receivers right now. And I know the last couple of weeks have not been pretty, but no 
Jahan Dotson tonight. So it's going to be another concentrated target tree. Yes, I know Diami Brown will hit his name in a little bit. He did blow up um, just a week ago. But still, I, you know, that was on three routes. Like he just got deep. He yeah. blew it up. He went crazy. So I'm I'm putting my faith in Curtis Samuel. 11, 9, 10, 7, 8 targets. So I think with more red zone upside, yes, we did see, of course, Jacoby Myers score last week. I like them both. They're both kind of the same play. You're betting on volume. I like Curtis Samuel just a little bit more. I think he's a little more explosive, can do more with his touches than than um Jacoby Myers. What about you, Truth? It is really quick. I agree. I agree. I, I would definitely lean Samuel. I would even say maybe not quite as close as you are. I would say uh, fairly decisively to Samuel. Obviously, okay. I see the pitfalls for both guys, but he just has been targeted an awful lot. So that's who I would be rolling with between those two guys. I know it is tricky with Myers coming off 111 yards and a yep. touchdown. That was also against the Lions. And I'm not like, you know, overly concerned. I feel like he's kind of matchup proof. That slot role for the Pats has just always been so fortuitous. Cleveland's not a good defense either. So, I mean, it it is tough. You do got to trust your gut, Ryan. But I do like Samuel a lot all year I have. And I think this is another good spot for him. The Bears are just abysmal all over the field. I could see him easily finding the end zone tonight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Curtis. 23rd my wide receiver rankings. Myers, 28. So it's close, but I do like Samuels a lot tonight. What about Fields and Jimmy G? Oh, is that the other question? Oh, man. So I'm deciding that myself. I have a shitstorm of a decision, Ryan. It's uh, Carson Wentz. It's Jimmy G. It's Justin Fields or it's Kenny Pickett is who I'm deciding on. I think right now I'm leaning Jimmy G. Now, this is the classic, and I hate – I don't want it to come off as a non-answer, but it is the truth in terms of do you need floor, do you need ceiling? Are you the underdog right now, or are you the favorite, or are you in a 50-50 battle? If it's 50-50 or you're a, a favorite, you got to go Jimmy G. Atlanta, safe play. I'm, I'm really big into him. That's probably where I'm leaning myself to because I am the favorite heading into the week. It's a bottom-tier team I'm facing. I'm number two in the league. Like I'm going to go for safety. I do want to emphasize, though, Fields was a 50-yard touchdown call back on kind of a shitty call uh, away from 28 points last week. He had a brutal first four weeks. It's been abysmal. It's terrible. I was nervous to go either Thursday night guy. I have both at my disposal, and I'm just like I, – I know I hyped at the beginning. I could see it being a fun game. There's also a chance I'd be breaking my TV at halftime, just furious sure. with myself for starting somebody. And this probably going to be a, a real shit fest too. So I, I'm leaning Jimmy G. It's Atlanta, horrible pass rush. And Jimmy G, when he's at his best, is with a clean pocket. I've got some stats later in higher lower hill. Mary, I'll hit why he's a good play, especially when he's got a clean pocket. But over fields, I think that's the safe, smart, plus there's a little bit of ceiling too. Uh, so I'm going to go Jimmy G. What about you, Truth? I also would lean Jimmy G. Look, Jimmy G is a better quarterback, but if if you need 30, like you said, Fields is probably more likely to get that. And, I mean, it's not about who's a better quarterback. I mean, Fields I don't think is a good quarterback at all, but we've seen him. He's got the Konami upside. Maybe you want to go that way. Last but not least, real quick, Komet or Everett? Last and least. Very, very right, 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 right. I mean, I, this one I feel pretty strongly about as well. But You're not going Cole Komet. I mean, Thank his season right. highlight of the year was four catches in 45 yards. He hasn't topped five, six and a half PPR points is his high. Zero and zero in multiple weeks, like – we agree. You know, Gerald Everett, I'm a little bit worried about. He is my lower tight end. I'm not so worried about him that I'd be putting him in uh, under Cole no. Komet. So, no, look, uh, their first two kind of tough, uh, Ryan. That one not tough at all. Uh, real quick, before we get into the meat of the show, we got a awesome. 999. Thank you guys Kevin so much. Kevin, very generous. Um, Kevin says, thanks for the trade advice this week. Wolf, Hurts owner, looking to – 
to next week. I'm also a Hertz owner, so I'm listening closely to this. Do we stash slash ride Winston against Cincy next week? What do you think? Thanks, boys. See, one, thanks for the support. Much appreciated. Uh, doesn't Winston face Cincy this week? Aren't they facing the Bengals? Or am I? Yeah, yeah, because I just picked up Cincy's defense to go against the Saints. <laughs> right, exactly. So no, I, I don't know. I think you know if you're looking ahead to the future, I don't know who Winston has this week. But there's right. no way in hell you're ever playing Winston over Hertz. So I'm trying to understand the question, Kevin. We'll. Definitely- I think he's just wrong about who he's playing next week. I just think he's wrong about that, Kevin. Uh, since you gave us a super chat, shoot us another question. And we'll, Can you, we'll, yeah, answer, we'll answer it for you later in the show, okay? What you're going for here, my man, because I yeah. want to make sure to give you a good answer. Very generous super chat here. Um, you know, I certainly am not benching Jalen Hurts for Winston ever in my life. Like, that would be no, no, no. horrendous. He's not, he's not saying that. And I he's can't just imagine, wrong about who they're playing. Right. So if we're probably looking ahead to next week, I don't even know. I don't know the matchups quite yet. If you could give me, like, some of the streaming options, that's never a bad idea to get ahead rather than getting a chase on the waiver wire, waiver wire fab bid. So let me know some of the available quarterbacks and who they're playing, Kevin. We'll keep our eyes peeled okay. while I rip through some of this news uh, underneath here for your, uh, Kevin. So he's got Arizona next week, and that is a oh. good spot too. But yeah, Kevin, I like that me, a lot more. That That's certainly a nice spot. I could see Winston lighten him up. Uh, you've got the Taysom Hill just vulture, though, for everybody, for Kamara, for the, t- the quarterbacks. So I'm not in love with Jameis Winston, I would love to know what other options are there and who their matchups are. If you don't mind just spitting out a few more available guys, and we'll just kind of keep checking back for that. I know you'll be right. here for the show, Kevin. Sure. So we'll we'll look at that once we get through like the Thursday night matchups. We'll try to pick yours out one more time. Thank you for the uh, support. I'd like All to right. just know who, what other streamers are available for you next All week. All right, let's get into the uh, Thursday night football news and game preview. Uh, we're getting in a little late, but we appreciate the super chats all the time. So thank you very much. We're looking at a spread, ladies and gentlemen. Um, of <laughs> plus one commanders plus one at the bears over under 37 and a half points. Well, what are you thinking on this one? See, I like the commanders uh, tonight. Yeah, plus I, do one, too. I don't even think you need the points. <laughs> like the bears are just really, really bad. I know they have the better record here, two and three, uh, but one stat I found that was absolutely insane here. Carson Wentz might be the best Thursday night football mm-hmm. quarterback in NFL history. I couldn't believe I saw that too. And this is why I'm also like, shit, do I play Carson Wentz tonight? I don't know. Six games. He's 6-0 and on these games. In those six games, 15 touchdowns, like almost three touchdowns a game, 1,443 yards, only two interceptions. Like Carson Wentz just morphs into some different being for these games. It's a trend. Obviously, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed to continue forward. But for whatever reason, Carson Wentz has been an absolute monster on Thursday nights. I just think this offense can do so much more. I think with Brian Robinson now potentially churning out the clock, they're 4-0 since week one against the spread straight up. Like the commanders have not been a good bet. They're 5-8-1 as road underdogs since 2020. So again, there's lots of like trends against them other than the fact that Carson Wentz has been good on Thursday nights. And I just think the Bears fucking suck. So I'm going to go commanders with the points. 37 and a half. It seems like an easy under Thursday night's been pretty much just hit the under and you're going to go, go for it. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I do. I wouldn't be shocked though. If we did get a game that hit like 52 points. I know that's crazy. I'd be shocked. shocked. You know what? I would be too. Just because the bears, like they bleed clock. They're like a worse Cleveland Brown. They don't put up points. And it's not like they're going to put up their 24 or something. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to create a narrative in my mind to get excited for it. It's not going to happen. The Bears bleed clock, but don't put up points. Commanders will probably put up. I could see them hitting 21 or so. I just don't have faith that the the Bears keep up 
at any point. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Commanders under. What about you, Truth? I agree. That's one of the rare times that we agree yeah. on both the the team and the spread and and the over under. I'm with you, Commanders and the under. All right, let's get into it. Um, let's talk. We talked. We alluded to Brian Robinson. That's the guy. That's the name. If you want to call him a sexy name, he's the guy that is popping up more than anyone else as far as starting Thursday night football. Everybody wants to know: Do I plug him into my lineup? Uh, the potential's there. Like we obviously know what he can do. Um, is he ready? Is it time to put him into your lineup and let the chips fall where they may? What do you think, Wolf? It's a great question, and it obviously, of course, depends on your team. I'd be a slightly hesitant. I'd love to get a tryout week and see what he does, but I also understand it is bye weeks. we got a lot of guys, Jacobs, Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, out of lineups for week six. So if you're looking for some volume, I really think the commanders are just foaming at the mouth to give Brian Robinson this job. They eased him in last week, but even still, he was the carry leader with nine carries compared to just three for Gibson. They hate Gibson. They don't want to use him at all if they don't have to. And that was already evidence in Robinson's first game back after, again, getting shot. He was the lead back in Multiple terms of the times. carry share. Uh, he was the lead back, you know, 29% of the snaps, but 63% of the attacks. He also ran 11% of the routes. So not even just completely two-dimensional here. He also saw 43% of the short yardage snaps. Now, remember back to preseason before the injury with Brian Robinson, it was clear he was taking over. 225-pound bull, just getting raved about big, strong, powerful downhill runner, according to Rivera. Gibson a little more elusive off the edge, but Brian takes it inside, can also take it off the edge too. Now, remember, Gibson last year, six most red zone attempts with 43 and sixth inside the 10, 25 carries I think all that work goes to Robinson. This is a team that likes to run it in the red zone. That's why Gibson's been a low-end RB1 the past two years, seventh inside the five carries as well, tied uh, you know, on a team, again, with Taylor Heineke. I know Carson Wentz does kind of suck, but this offense has been a much more, quote-unquote, explosive attack with him. They put 350 oh, yeah. passing yards. like They have moved the ball fairly well in the middle of the pack in total scoring. I think he's going to get all the goal line touches, Brian Robinson. I think they're going to have no problem getting into the red zone against the Bears who are giving up top six numbers to running backs already in fantasy. I could see a two-touchdown day. I could see him approach 100 yards. He's actually my captain in DraftKings tonight if you're doing the showdown. He's 6,600 normally. I put him in the captain at around 9K, saved up some money. I think the guy comes out and has himself a big night. Now, I have, like, Jeff Wilson on my fantasy team in my flex right now. I'm not putting Robinson over him. Exactly where I'm at. I got Wilson in my flex if I had Robinson. I mean, it all depends who you got. I would not be starting Robinson now. Not because I don't believe in him necessarily, but I just randomly happen to have three better options in my opinion. Exactly. And I'm lucky. I I know I'm kind of blessed in that sense because it's very rare, especially during, like I said, these bye weeks, that you have three solid running back options. I do right now, so I'm not benching Jeff Wilson for a Robinson. But again, let us know. Like last week, a lot of Naeem Hines questions, and we were pretty sturdy on bench the guy. We did not – I don't know if there's actually a single one. And he got hurt. I know, like, you know, not celebrating an injury. I don't feel that way about Robinson. Like I feel Robinson could be a real steady, solid play. So, again, let us know in the questions if you have a Robinson one. We'll get to the mailbag in about 35, 40 minutes as we rip through our preview show here. Of course, Super Chats, we will hit first, as you guys noticed right at the top here. So if you have a Robinson-specific question, Thursday night football-specific question, let us know. Uh, But again, I really, really like this guy tonight. I think they want nothing to do with Gibson. I know McKissick will get the passing down work, but I think a positive game script against a bad run D, 
I think it's a good night for Robinson. I have to double check where I have him in my rankings, but the more I talk about him, the more excited I get. So I know you are getting more and more worked up as you talk. I can tell real quick. This like is a $2 quick super chat. It's Thank not you. Thursday night football related, but thanks anyway, Michael Fawcett real quick, Travis Eddie or Eno Benjamin to replace Derek Henry. Oh, it's got to be Eno Benjamin, assuming that James Conner and Daryl Williams, I think both have actually been ruled out at this point. So, yeah, it's the Eno Benjamin show. I'll talk more about him later tonight. I love the play. Uh, But facing a Seattle defense, only Houston's given up more rushing yards on the ground. He already was involved as a receiver. You're getting a three-down back, the second-highest over-under game. That has actually been pretty impressive. I haven't been a big Eno Benjamin guy throughout his career, but this season he looks like he's got it in a different gear. The coaching staff truly trusts him, and there's just – Nobody else. They're calling up the rookie Keontae Ingram, but I wouldn't be shocked to see 20, 25 touches against a really, really bad defense. He's a top 20 running back play for me this week. Big, big fan of Eno Benjamin. All right, getting back into Washington news. We already talked about Carson Wentz and what a prolific Thursday night football player he's been. He's obviously off the injury report. He will be going. Don't have to go into that anymore. He's there. Diami Brown. Groin. We love groin injuries, except we hate them. They suck. He's listed as questionable for week six. They say he is expected to play. That is the type of injury that can really kind of hamper your mobility, stuff like that. Don't know what your depth looks like there, but that would at least be a little bit of a concern for me. How about you? Yeah, it's a little bit of a concern, but the fact that he was quickly ruled in today, uh, this is a guy that did some real damage. Two catches, 105 and two. Only on 32% of the snaps, like 25% of the routes, wasn't a great usage standpoint, but they're clearly looking for a big play threat. You got to imagine with the way he performed last week, we see that get a little bit of an uptick. He was, again, behind Cam Sims, who didn't even see a target, though. So that's why I'm not sitting here sweating. I don't wouldn't be shocked at all. Their second-round rookie last year, he performed the best he's ever performed in his NFL career. And with Dotson probably back in a week or two, this is really their last shot to get another good look at him. So... I don't mind Deami Brown. I wouldn't be putting him in most regular season redraft lineups. But again, DraftKings showdown, I think he was at like 4K, pretty cheap, explosive deep threat. I wouldn't be shocked to see him score at least one more deep bomb against a secondary that just isn't good and is kind of banged up right now too. So I don't mind him. I think he's in play in like DraftKings, you know, underdog, like those type of situations. Not regular season really, but yeah, not bad. I I think you could go to him if you really need something. All right, next on the news list, Logan Thomas, calf issue. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I hate Logan Thomas. Uh, He's out for week six against the Bears. I hate him. I don't care that he's out. Uh, I had him briefly. I dropped him. He will not be playing. Obviously, that opens the door for second-year tight end John Bates, who caught three targets out of all – out of three balls. Three Caught all three of his targets for 39 (laughs) yards, but he only played 59% of his team snaps. Probably not too excited about him. Guy you might be excited about, though, right? No, no, I'm not excited about him at all. No, I I said a guy who you might be excited about is Jahan Dotson, but he's out also for week six against the Bears. Um, So that sucks. Would be very excited if he'd been playing, but yeah, I I still think the guy's got league-winning upside. I've seen him get cut in a bunch of leagues. Go check. Before Thursday night, you can slide him into your IR spot if he's out there right now. He's going to have a nice stretch run. The kid's been put – I mean, he's already had a nice start to the year. Clearly trusted in the red zone, clearly trusted deep. Big Jahan Dotson fan. Uh, so if he got dropped by an impatient owner, go scoop him up ASAP. Last but not least on this, Nikhil Harry, ankle injury. He was removed from the Week 6 injury report. He will play against the Commanders. Uh, does that get you excited at all, Will? No. I, I mean, 200 bucks on <laughs> DraftKings. Again, a lot of these notes are 200 bucks, really? 200 bucks. So, like, the bare, bare minimum. So I actually have him in one of my showdown slates just to save some salary and get paid up. 
otherwise. Because, man, maybe he does catch a touchdown. They are desperate for wide receiver help there with the Bears. He's got a big red zone body. So uh, maybe he's a pump play for you. But, man, not, not a big play fan at all. Just for uh, you know, record-keeping's sake, I bumped Brian Robinson up. I'm looking at my rankings here, and I'm trying to debate. So maybe we can work this one out together, True. Okay. Like, uh, Brian Robinson, Kareem Hunt. Ugh. Tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, I might lean Robinson, but I feel like it's like a little bit like I, I want to like have some action going tonight. I don't know. What do you think? I have him 23-24. That's where he slid ah, in. Like, shit. I have Hunt just a bit higher, you know, second, like – He's got more red zone touches than Nick Chubb so far this year. Yeah, yeah. it's not a it's not a knock on Hunt. I mean, I no, like not at all. Very talented guy. Um, but you're right. Like getting the juice, getting some action. I, I, <laughs> I know I that's not a good like reason. Robinson. I think he's a player. Uh, like Robinson versus Najee, who's been a complete and utter shit bum uh, this year. Oh man, you think your first round lock should be in? I, just, right? I, I mean, know. it's like instinctively I say Najee, but I mean Pittsburgh might. Do you think Pittsburgh might be the worst team in football? Maybe they could be. I think Houston is, but you know they're clipping at their I don't heels. Know. Houston, Houston beat somebody last week. The Jags. <laughs> and the Jags people were trying to say the Jags were good for a little while there. Yeah. Uh, no. Crazy people. <laughs> right. They came back crashing to earth. Um, I think I go Robinson here. Dobbins, Zeke. Like if I you're would- in that range, you want some Thursday night action. I don't think they're going to go back to Gibson. I could really see this being a Robinson night. And if they get so of those guys you just listed, I would probably go Najee over Robinson, but probably not the other two guys. Yeah, Adrian. And, and, I, and I don't feel Robinson. great about it. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it either, but I do have to hit publish. So this goes through tonight. I okay. get my uh, rankings in. So that is updated. Otherwise, tonight, like again, we mentioned Justin Fields in that super chat. He's got upside, but a lot of downside as well. Really not trying to go to that unless you're like a severe underdog. But I, I am intrigued to see what he does after his best game of the season it was a 50-yard touchdown called back from having a 28-point day last week. So now the schedule is softening up. I'm intrigued to see what he does. Don't want any pass catchers. Mooney, you know, making highlight play after highlight play, but it's good for oh, like come on. one a game. So no no interest there. A highlight play after highlight play, meaning like one a game because that's all they're giving volume for at this point not trying to hype up him at all cold as we play mentioned, one catch for eight yards or something give me a break <laughs> exactly right. the one other guy though i wanted to highlight before we get into all the other week six stuff is i really do like montgomery if we have any questions out there on him he's running back 18 i do have him above robinson for tonight uh, he ended up walking right into 36 of the 50 snaps compared to just 14 for khalil herbert saw 18 carries 18 routes too like uh, very, very involved. Oh, 12 carries, 18 routes, four targets compared to zero targets for Khalil Herbert compared to four carries for Khalil Herbert. Like people were worried, you know, maybe this is back to a committee timeshare. Maybe Khalil Herbert even overtakes him because he looks pretty damn good in his starts. But no, it's clear this team is committed to Montgomery for the time being. And so I will be too in fantasy in my top 20 running backs this week, probably in my lineups against the pretty bad just overall Washington team could see him finding the end zone so big fan of Montgomery tonight as well just wanted to make sure to get that out there let us know if you have any questions on him all right we're gonna we're took a little longer on this we thought we were gonna get right into week six news general around the NFL if you haven't already done it give us a like give us a subscribe uh give us give us some whatever currency uh your social media thing deals with throw it our way we'd appreciate it we're still getting more and more subs we're we're slowly climbing towards 3,000 which is I love it maybe by the end of the year baby I know maybe who would have thunk it 
All right, let's get into quarterbacks. I'm going to start. We'll go back and forth real quick. Dak Prescott has said he felt, and this is a direct quote, great after throwing to receivers Wednesday. He did not practice Thursday, however. He had a thumb issue. Obviously, he was limited in practice today. I mean, it, he's not going to be ready for week six, so so don't get worried about that. The real question is moving forward beyond that. There's been people trying to create like a quarterback controversy between him and no. Cooper Rush. I don't buy it. Once he's back, once he's ready to play, they're going to play him, even though Cooper Rush has been, uh, I'm sure, a pleasant winning. surprise for Cowboys fans. All right, he's winning games. That's all you can ask for. Um, so I expect Prescott back when he's ready. He's not going to be ready this week. doesn't seem that way, although he did get in that limited practice. If he gets in like say, a random full tomorrow, there's a just a small, small chance. I would not obviously be planning. I'm on not touching him even if he is ready, but uh, I don't think Probably he's Probably not. It is a hand injury. That stuff does get sketchy. But just remember, Prescott, Kellen Moore together, always been top two in points, total yards, passing yards, passing scores. I mean, this is a prolific offense when that duo is healthy and good together as Kellen Moore as a play caller. So I expect a much different, I know it's been a kind of slow, sluggish, bleed the clock and rely on our defense type of attack from this Cowboys. And it's been winning games with Cooper Rush, but I don't think they're going to just continue this just absolutely slow paced nightmare offense once Prescott's back. Might be meet us in the middle, not the fast pace, just lighting up the scoreboard team we're used to, but I still think Prescott, I, I've gotten some questions. He's on waivers. Do I pick him up now? Like, yes. Yeah, pick this him is up. Prescott probably, especially with quarterbacks, such a shitscape right now. I think Dak Prescott absolutely needs to be rostered, uh, and you could probably get ready to start him as early as next week. We mentioned Winston already, uh, given that it's a Week 7 outlook people were looking for. Getting the Cardinals, not a bad matchup. He was also back in limited fashion this Thursday, facing the Bengals, third fewest points allowed to quarterbacks. I really don't want to trust Winston. I do want to trust the Bengals' defense, though, with him out there. All right, moving to running backs. Jonathan Taylor, he of the number one overall pick. Uh Dealing with an ankle injury, he returned to practice on Thursday. He's been extremely un- underwhelming. I think everybody would agree, except week one, he looked pretty good. Um, so he got enough, he got well enough to get on the field, but it is a limited session. So we're going to be checking him out Friday, see what his status is. Obviously, if he's ready to go, you're probably playing him. You got to play JT. He's a top 10 running back anytime he's out there. Hopefully he's galloping like we was, once was. We'll see. It has, as you mentioned, been underwhelming, but I it's JT. Buy low if you can at this point, because I think a lot of sure. his owners are panicking. Go get him right now. We mentioned at the top, James Conner, he's going to be out week six and perhaps, quote unquote, some additional time, according to PFN's Aaron Wilson. Uh, he's sidelined, as was Daryl Williams for today's practice. Both guys will not be suiting up. That means, you know, Benjamin right into my top 20 running backs in a great smash spot matchup. Go pick. He's still only 57% rostered, was one of the top pickups early on the week, but go check your waiver wire a smash play at flex. I'd rather like comparing him to Brian Robinson, for example, I'd go, you know, Benjamin, just more catch up, catch upside, uh, better matchup, better overall offense. So if that's what we're kind of looking at is potential streamers, give me, Eno over, over uh, Brian Robinson. Brian Mostert coming off a knee issue, but also coming off a very strong game last week. I know I went against him and he's probably the reason that I lost despite losing horribly to the jets. He did pace the dolphins running backs with 19 total touches He says he's fine. He says he's going to be suiting up for Sunday's game against the Vikings. He seems like he's basically claimed that backfield for himself. We've seen flashes of brilliance and a couple of good plays out of Chase Edmonds, but right now it does seem like Raheem Mostert is the guy. So if he's ready to go uh, and it seems like he's going to be, you got to play him unless you just got a crazy deep running back situation. I think, yeah. I mean, again, you know, Benjamin probably above him, but again, I probably, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think so. Uh, the thing is, but I mean, it is it is not quite as locked as I might have made it seem. 73% of the attempts last week, 
The big thing was a lot more of the uh, the down and distance work. 60% of that, 100% two minute. That's where Chase Edmonds was at least finding the end zone. But now we've got that going to Raheem Mostert. So I do definitely like the play. I would go Eno Benjamin just because the matchup is so juicy. But yeah, nothing to worry about. If you have Mostert, definitely a solid RB2 flex play for sure. Broncos running backs. The number one matchup for running backs right now is the Chargers. Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone seem like they should be out there. Both were limited today. I just think it was kind of maintenance-type days, though, for the guys that got a lot of work. I think both of these guys, especially Melvin Gordon, revenge game narrative, was the snap leader, touch leader, all that good stuff. Like him more, of course, than Mike Boone, but I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Boone at your flex puts up a decent day, too. All right. Speaking of which, Pat's running backs. By the way, I like Melvin Gordon as a as a play. Uh, I really Pat, do too. Pat's running backs. Damian Harris hamstring issue. He was limited in Thursday's practice, and it seems that he is unlikely to be playing. A report came out that said he's probably going to miss multiple games. In other news, the Patriots signed running back Kevin Harris, and this is a direct quote. I, I'm not making this up. The copy says this is a move that strongly says, "quote Damian Harris won't be back soon." Um, really I does. tend to agree. He was a sixth round pick last April's draft. Um, it just looks like th- this is an insurance policy to make sure they got a running back through all out there. So uh, I don't think you can bank on Damian Harris. And I don't really love Kevin Harris as a play, but who knows? But you could love Ramondre Stevenson. Folks. You could. Oh, absolutely. 175 total yards last week, over 90% of the snaps. I mean, they had no other active running backs after Harris went down. Right. So I do wonder if like Montgomery gets activated off the IR. Clearly, Kevin Harris is probably going to be there. So some other bodies will be there. But if it's just Kevin Harris, I think we get another 90% snap share of Abraham Andre. And either way, you're going to be smash starting him no matter what. Last note here was Justice Hill did make it back to practice for the Ravens. It's just another reason to be a little bit wary of J.K. Dobbins, who we'll talk about in higher, lower Hail Mary in a second. Moving to wide receivers. T. Higgins, ankle injury. He remained sidelined for Thursday's practice. It was initially believed he would be limited on Wednesday, but he did not do enough to even earn that tag. Um as far as Thursday status, he was on the rehab field, but he was wearing a hoodie. Never a great uh, sign. He has played through questionable status tags in the past, but he is looking worse than 50-50 is what I'm reading here. Um, he could end up a game-time call for Sunday's 1 p.m. kickoff. That's a pretty big risk. Obviously, we love Higgins if he plays. He's lo- looked spectacular. Um, I'd be very, very cautious this week with him. Yeah, especially after Sunday night football with the complete and utter donut. Yeah. I, I had a couple people write like painful bad beats, needed like one catch, like half a right, point. Right, right, right. If I get win. six I yards, like, I'm going to win. Oh, I felt so bad when I saw some of those. But yeah, I mean, it just has to have you extra cautious here. Hey, speaking of bad beats, so this is Keenan Allen coming up next. Yeah, limited in Thursday's practice. He's been day-to-day for about a month and a half here and has not taken the field since. So definitely be cautious with him. It's a Monday night game. At least have Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, some kind of backup plan ready if you are planning to go with Keenan Allen. And keep him in your flex, too, just to give you – even like Josh Kelly maybe as a touchdown option should he not play and you're waiting for him. Because he is worth waiting for, although it's a Denver matchup – Worst in terms of matchup for fantasy wide receivers right now. Probably not worth waiting it out for. I don't think he goes, but getting the limited session in gets you at least a little bit more optimism here. Rashad Bateman dealing with that same yeah. foot issue. He was sidelined for Thursday's practice, and they're saying basically at this point, uh, they're not expecting him on Friday, but even if he goes and he goes limited, that's probably not going to be enough to put him into the lineup on Sunday. No, I'd be nervous too. Giants have actually been sneaky good against wide receivers all year. Just an actually sneaky good team. Form one. I can't. I, I don't think they're a good team, but somehow they keep they're getting not. these wins. They're not, but 
They're winning. I don't know. They're four and one. I mean, what can I say? But no, they beat not. the freaking Packers after being down at halftime. The, the, I don't hey, know. Here's a here's a secret. The Packers the Packers aren't good. Packers suck. Yeah, maybe that's right. more. So I've been on that train all year. Go ahead. <laughs> Saints wide receivers. A lot of updates here. Chris Olave was present at the portion of the practice open to the media. <laughs> what the so. hell does that mean? Participating in football activities. It's certainly more than what we got from Jarvis Landry and his ankle did not practice. Michael right. Thomas, his toe is still not practicing. It seems like Olave certainly has the best shot at playing here. And if he's out, then this offense could just, I mean, one, Alvin Kamara would see every target, probably every carry other than Taysom Hill. But two, I, I would have a really hard time trusting anybody besides those two. Giants wide receivers, Kadarius Tony still dealing with that hamstring issue. He was, quote, working outside with the trainers for Thursday's practice. Also, Giants preseason MVP, Wondell Robinson, knee issue. He was limited in Thursday's practice. Robinson was a late out last week, but he does say, barring any setbacks, he's going to be ready to go this week. I'm not touching him until I see something positive on the field, personally. 100% no. You can't play either guy. But if either one in particular, it seems like Robinson, Wondell will be out there, not a horrible bench tryout type of thing. So if you got the bench space, you got trash to cut. There's a bunch of good kickers that you could potentially pick up from the Chargers to Jake Elliott. Like if you want to have no kicker and just see what happens for the 1 PMs and cut him later, if he sucks for your kicker, not a bad play. I, I did it with Alec Pierce on Thursday. It worked out quite well for me. Now that he's, you know, everybody was bidding up high already on my roster. Christian Watson, last receiver note here was sidelined for Thursday practice clears the path a little bit more for dubs for Randall Cobb. He of 13 targets last week uh, for Alan Lazard. If one more body is out, just helps those guys. You're not using Watson anyways. By the way, before we move on to tight ends, I, I was extremely flustered on my waivers betting last week. I, I, I was, there was like four guys I was trying to get and I didn't get any of them, but I did get out. I did get Alec Pierce. I got one guy. So I did pick him up for a Big few fans. bucks. So I, I'm happy about that one. You know who I, I picked him up for? How much? I dropped Allen Robinson for him. <laughs> Get rid of that shit bag. Love it. I did it. Yeah, I hate it and I love it. If he goes off this week, do you have any idea how angry I'm going to be? <laughs> he's going to. You can't cut him. He's, he's coming for you. Come for the judgment. Do, do you still have him on your team? Uh, I have him in like a 16-team league, and I think I might even cut him there. <laughs> it's like that's how I just looked at him, and I was like, I can't justify keeping this guy. Like there's no. too many people on waivers. It's a good locker room message too. I know I overstate it sometimes, but the fantasy locker room, it's important, and, and Allen Robinson is an absolute – Well, my team got sent a message this week. Yeah. We'll see if they respond. We'll see how they they're, respond. They're a pretty maybe. terrible team. Um, <laughs> tight ends, Dawson Knox, foot issue, hamstring issue. He was limited in Thursday's practice. He has not been too exciting this year, and I know we both liked him going not into the season. Right. It's been rough. The touchdowns haven't been there, and that's really what the whole thesis was with Dawson Knox. Most explosive offense in the league, touchdown score, probably going to put up another double digits. I mean, he's going to have a lot of work to do if he's going to hit that this year. Pat Frymuth has been the opposite of that, just much steadier yardage targets, You know, 30% target share multiple weeks this season. He's unfortunately not practicing. I did get a limited like workout in yesterday, but then didn't practice today, so – He's in the protocol. It seems unlikely that we'll get Fryer with this week. At least have backup plans, folks. Kyle Pitts. Why do these always fall to me? <laughs> Kyle Pitts, hamstring issue. He's practicing Thursday. That's two in a row. Um, upgrade to full, obviously, on Friday would be nice, but it seems like even with a limited session, he might be ready to go for the game on Sunday. The good news is if you plug him in and he doesn't play, his stat line will probably be at least comparable <laughs> to what it would have been if he did play. Um, yeah, man, I don't even know what to say about Kyle Pitts anymore. This, the, it's terrible because I have to keep rolling him out there basically, but I just hate it so much. Yeah. Hate it. Let's hope he gets like 
fifty percent of the routes this week. My God, Arthur Smith. What you know? It was so asinine. I didn't even realize this until I was digging into the week five matchups. Kyle Pitts didn't play, so how does he respond? Drake London now gets put into fifty, like sixty percent of the snaps. Yep. Why your best two receiver sets? Like you cannot ever have them on for ninety five percent of your snaps. And like Arthur Smith's doing creative things. It's an interesting offense because he's oh, moving yeah, that's people creative. around. He's getting people, but he's not using his top two weapons. Like what? It makes no sense to me. I don't understand what what the thought process is. And you think what if, what if Matt, Matt Stafford was just like, yeah, man. Uh, well, not Matt Stafford. The McVeigh was just like, "Yeah, we're not going to use Cooper Cup because that's what they think we're going to do." Right. And it's like, okay, you fucking idiot. Well, you should probably use him. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Yes, exactly. Uh, Bucks tight ends. Cam Brate was back on Thursday's practice. Probably weren't planning to use him, although he did have 11 catches. I saw a lot of targets the last couple of weeks. And then he got hurt, and Kate Otten really stepped up to an interesting role. Uh, six catches, 43 yards, ran the most routes, more so than Evans, more so than Godwin of that week. Uh, it was out there for 94% of the snaps. So if Brait did sit, Otten has some streaming upside, and there was some rumblings he might have a quote-unquote decent-slash-growing role in this offense. Brady did go to him to convert a couple third downs, a couple contested throws, like – you don't usually see Brady trust rookies. I, I'm intrigued by Auden. If you have some bench space, I wouldn't hate stashing the guy. He showed a whole lot more athleticism than Cameron Bray ever has. I, I like it. I like him a lot more than Bray. Let's put it that way. All right, last but not least, fantasy news. A couple kickers. We don't usually talk about them, but uh, Kingsbury has ruled Matt Prater out for the Cardinals for week six. And um, Harrison Bucker, he's going to kick against the Bills on Sunday, quote, as long as we don't have any setbacks. So yeah. uh, obviously if he's playing, you got to start him. If you got Prater, you're not starting him. No, let's exactly. move on to our sponsor, No Indeed. House Advantage. Wolf, what do you got to say about No House Advantage? It's actually our last show with our guys, unless maybe we re up, we'll see what happens. Uh, but man, they've been kind to us. So, you guys, please do consider checking out No House Advantage if you are new here and haven't heard me re- read this. If you've been here a while, you've heard this exact spiel a few times, but I will promise you a lot of our users have won again over a thousand bucks already. Tons of overlay. It's changing the game, No House Advantage is, by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house in 20 extra entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders, individual player matchups across every major sport leagues, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code RSJ at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss this out. Link is in the description. We'll pack again. It's code RSJ. Check those guys out if you haven't already. Users are winning tons of money through uh, this app. It's just a great place to play. One advantage that they didn't tell us to advertise, but I want to advertise is their lines don't change throughout the week. So you might see guys that start on like a Monday, but then their over-unders are like 15, 20, 30 yards more even sometimes. That doesn't happen on No House Advantage. They stay locked in. So that's where you find some really nice advantages, some really soft lines. Go check them out. No House Advantage, the app. The store site, noasadvantage.com, code RSJ, or the link in the description, folks. All right, let's blow through higher, lower, and Hail Mary. I'm under the impression we have a pretty big mailbag. Uh, I don't see the number, but I do think we got a lot of guys out there. So Can't let's wait. do this. Love that. Thank you so much Thursday. again. If you haven't given us a like or a subscribe, do it. Seems like there's a lot of people here watching us, which we love. So give us a little bit of love. 
back. Um, so appreciate right. Uh, higher, Jimmy G at Atlanta. Uh, you got him as your quarterback 13. These are small discrepancies. So, uh, you know, maybe not uh, tons of analysis behind him, but you do like him a little more than the experts. What do you think? Yeah, again, we mentioned it at the top with that super chat. I like the matchup given that Atlanta is so bad at generating a pass rush. One of the worst, maybe the worst in the league. If you just watch the eyeball test, the quarterback should sit there all day in the pocket and pick him apart. Jimmy G is averaging 8.8 yards per attempt and has four of his touchdowns this year on clean pockets. Last year, that was very similar. 9.9.0 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns on a clean pocket. So this is where Jimmy G thrives, picking teams apart, and there's no cleaner pocket than Atlanta, who also has a meh secondary. Obviously, these weapons, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. We haven't seen huge days. The big risk is they just the way they want to win is on the ground, pounding and bleeding out clock. That could happen, and it could be very few plays run because Atlanta also likes to do the same thing on the other side of the ball. All in all, though, I think this could be that Jimmy G. It happens every year, like random three to four touchdown day when he just hits all of his weapons. This feels like a really big blow-up spot for Jimmy G and just a nice safe floor either way. All right, lower, Russell Wilson. I just feel like he perennially belongs on the lower list until the experts come around to the fact that the guy's just not very good anymore. Playing at the Chargers, QB 15. The experts still like him up at 12. So experts still like him as a fringe starter in a 12-team lead. I, I I just don't see it, man. I don't get it at all. No, I'm I'm completely out. I this is his quarterback finishes on the year. 14, 24, 29, 3, and 24. Now, granted, that three-point game, it was when they were down, they had to be chucking, and that could be the narrative for the Chargers. So if he's gonna ever have a good day, this is the kind of setup for it. But I also think the Chargers so bad against the run that knowing Hackett, knowing how much they just love running it, I think that's obviously the way you attack this team. So it really comes down to, like, how does this game get started? Do the Broncos get the ball and just bleed a bunch of clock, score with the running back early? Because then you're just going to get another classic 25, like, quarterback 25 finish from Russell Wilson. They get down big early. If Herbert's slinging, then maybe we do get a Wilson big day. But I'm not buying it. I'm certainly not starting him. Give me Jimmy G. Give me Carson Wentz tonight. I, I have no interest in putting Russell out there. Plus, again, bad locker room presence for your team. Agree completely. Daniel Jones, you're also lower on. Probably not starting him either way, although who knows how your quarterback situation shakes out. It's going against Baltimore. You got him at 22. The experts have him up at 16. Why are you a little more down on Daniel Jones, except for the just painfully obvious reasons? Missing some weapons, among other things. Everything. Weapons are bad. He's not very good. Like the Giants, yeah. (laughs) Baltimore has given up a lot, the most passing yards in the league. But guess what? That's not where Daniel Jones gets his fantasy stats. 188, 176, 196, 71, season high 217 yardage. It doesn't matter that this team gives up a ton to the air because that's not how he's going to score. Maybe the legs come through, but if you're banking on legs, go for Justin Fields, a plus athlete in a better matchup tonight. Like He's only had two games above quarterback 20, only one game above quarterback 16. And again, it came on the back of two rushing touchdowns. So I'm not into this play at all. I don't get why so many people are recommending Danny Jones as a stream. Not for me, folks. There's way better options in my opinion. No chance. And Hail Mary, you got Kenny Pickett going against the Bucs. 15% rostered. Who? Kenny Pickett? Over over freaking Daniel Jones. Oh, over Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'll just say, like, I do not expect Kenny Pickett to get anything done. I know this is your Hail Mary pick, so, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against you too much. But, yeah. Uh, you see you see the Steelers last week? 
I did it. And I'll tell you this. This is what I thought. <laughs> what you why see? I like it. A whole What'd lot to hate about the Steelers. No doubt about that. Cannot argue with you there. But what I did like fantasy-wise is that defense is abysmal. They are atrocious. And yeah. sure, it was the Bills. And the, every, the Bills just murder like everyone they play. But the Bucks will do that same thing to them, too. Great. Create maybe. That I don't, for, maybe. I don't know. The Bucks they're so bad. And yeah, they are. But the Bucks. how many times have the Bucks scored like – not very many points this year. Like a when lot of all, the, the only time they've had all their receivers out there, they've been more than okay. And this is okay. I, the Bucks are going to put up their points. This is going to be probably 28, 35 or so from the Bucks. Okay. Now you've got that shootout narrative. You got to play catch up. You got to, the D backs are back a little bit. So you can kind of dink and dunk down the field. We just saw Pickett go 327 on the Bills, the best pass defense in the league, fewest points allowed to quarterbacks. No other quarterback had gone for over 240 on them. Stafford in week one was the season high. No other quarterback had even gone over 200, including Tua, including Lamar Jackson. Kenny Pickett had the best day of any quarterback so far against this defense. I think the kid can play. I saw the ball come out quick. I saw him making his reads quick. He was under duress all day, but he's moving around in the pocket. Like I just genuinely like what I saw from Kenny Pickett. And whether you play him or not, I like to stash him because his schedule down the stretch is a cakewalk. I wouldn't be shocked if he's like Justin Herbert rookie season light. Remember, he came in, had a couple sketchy games, but then lit up the rest of the league. I think there's this upside with a bad defense, a team that, again, first, first, and fourth in pass attempts with Big Ben's corpse the last three years. They were chucking it anyways. The defense is even worse. So I think 50 pass attempts will be the norm. This guy can get it done with, again, over 300 yards. It's first start. You add a couple touchdowns to that, and it's looking like a real good day. And I think the Bucks defense, yes, they're good, but they're no Bills. I think we can get a, you know two scores, probably two interceptions, but 300 yards to go with it. At least he's feeding the receivers at minimum. I like what I'm seeing from Pickett. I do like that he got up and, and pushed that guy when he kind of hit him. Yeah, he's got balls, and his teammates I did like, were all I did like that. Like the, the squad is fired up for Kenny Pickett. I like the guy. I call him smug grease. You look at his picture, just grease, slick hair, a smug, just mm, give me smug grease all day, baby. Love him. One of my friends described him as looking like white trash, but a guy you'd probably like. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Very, very specific. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, burning questions real quick. Allen against oh, yeah. Mahomes. What a duel. Of course. I always yeah. am a little scared about these. I'm excited, but scared because it's like, you know, our expectations are so high. And it's well, so rare. Year, things right? Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's like I'm, I'm excited for it, but it's like I'm also like I'm primed to be let down. My expectations are really high. Jalen Hurts going against maybe his toughest test yet. It's going to be a great divisional battle. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Zach Wilson, mildly useful in back-to-back weeks. Can it continue? We'll see. The Jets beat the Dolphins 40 to 7. Three and two right now. Good. Don't look now. J-E-T-S. I mean, shit. They're Don't actually not horrible. Oh. What's All weird? I know. I hate it are actually a, a little, little bit better than I thought they would be. Although maybe they're not that good, but the records are okay. All right. Let's get into running backs. Uh, Devin Singletary going at KC. You got him at 19. The experts have him at 22. I know you like uh, Singletary for quite a bit of this year. It hasn't come through huge for me. Like last week, I was higher on him. He's one of my guys, 49% of the snaps because they blew him out. And so this is the trend I've noticed with Singletary dating back to late last year. In close games, the guy has played 73% or more of the snaps every single time. This year, against Miami, 73% of the snaps, 24 fantasy points. Baltimore, 87% of the snaps, 12 fantasy points, and just barely missed getting a touchdown for 18. Then you look back to last year. To close out the year, he was 80% or more snaps in 
all but two games and was 71 and 78% in those. He was a top 12 running back every single one of those weeks, but one, he had 24 or more fantasy points in half of those weeks. He was averaging 19.7, fourth most in the league if that was this year. He's the running back two in your fantasy playoffs. So in close games, they turn it over to Singletary. He absolutely smashed in those spots. Obviously against the Chiefs, you're looking at a close game. I think this is a big one for Singletary. Uh, I'm back in on the train this week. I'm doubling down after, even though last week he disappointed me, I'm back in this week. All right, James Robinson at the Colts. The terrible, terrible Colts. You got him as your RB20. Experts have him down at 25. Been a little bit of, you know, controversy as far as, like, who's going to get the carries in Jacksonville. Why do you like Robinson this week? Yeah, I mean, ETN's been outplaying him, starting to see his role increase. So I'm getting a lot of, can I still trust James Robinson? It is sketchy. 2.9, 5.9 in PPR leagues the last two weeks. But I don't want us to forget 19.9, 15.8, 20.6 to start the year. Was the running back in three, running back three in fantasy before weeks four and five. Obviously a scary low floor, but when the script is right, he has solid outings. He did already against the Colts with 16 points, was the running back eight that week. I could see another solid game against that indie team he already had a good day against. They suck. The Jags, though, they look like they suck, too. So a little bit concerned if they're going to continue to be a team you can trust to get up and then feed Robinson. I'm still going to the well, though. I'm not abandoning him yet. He's looked really good. He's impressive. When the script is right, he does well. It doesn't happen against Houston. I get that narrative, too. Like If you can't run a ball against Houston, when are you going to run it against anybody? But they did for three weeks to begin the year. I think they can refine that. Three guys you got lower on. I just got to say going into it, I usually give you these one at a time. I'm going to give you all three of these because I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on all of them. J.K. Dobbins at the Giants. talked about this a tiny bit already. RB23, uh, the experts like him up at 20. Najee Harris at the Bucks, 24. They also like him three spots higher at 21. Uh, where'd you have Najee Harris in the uh, before week one? He's actually down to running back 26 for me this week, too. I bumped okay. him down, and, and Dobbins is down to 25. So okay, so lower. these are even bigger discrepancies than they were. Where did you have him at the beginning? What was uh, I had him as like a later second uh, later second pick. Like he was RB, not a first-rounder for me. RB I tweeted out something like uh, that? probably running back like 50, uh, 10 or so, like okay. second-rounder. Yeah, I was low on him. I, he was my fave. He was my I was also low on him. It went uh, quite well for me. Daryl Henderson also going into Carolina, uh, RB. 47 the experts like him all the way up at 33 for some reason i agree with all three of these takes real quick why on these guys we'll get rid of henderson first like yeah. i just don't want anybody to consider starting him I'm the guy he has played more snaps than cam Akers in back-to-back weeks but Akers took every single carry last week uh it's it's a diminishing role he hasn't had over seven fantasy points in three straight games just why? There's no reason to trust him. Najee Harris, he also hasn't had more than 7.5 fantasy points across two weeks, and he hasn't topped 13.9 on the season. So his top effort was 13.9, was the running back 12 against New England. Other than that, it's been a whole lot of black 10, 13, 7.4, and 6.6 going down by the week. And the big thing was Jalen Warren continues to get more and more involved. In fact, he actually outsnapped Najee Harris last week. Yes, there was a blowout. Maybe that was part of it. But he hasn't looked healthy, and he especially has not been involved as a receiver. That was the whole thing with Najee. That was the floor. Like, we got this guy getting targets out his ass. You know, second most targets in the league last year at the running back position. I think he's like 15th to 20th, somewhere in that range in targets right now. If he doesn't have that part of the game, he is just meh. Like, a terrible line, bad offense, not a whole ton of touchdown upside. It's just name value at this point. And then Dobbins hasn't played above 51% of snaps all year. Last year, only saw eight, I mean, last week rather, against Cincinnati, 39%. 
eight carries. Kenyon Drake saw more work. And then you got Justice Hill potentially returning. You're really banking on the only good efforts he had this week, this year, was one game against Buffalo. <laughs> All the teams had two touchdowns, 22 points that week. Otherwise, he's been like a lineup ruiner for you. So I don't know why he's ranked as like a, a locked-in RB2. Sure, he's talented. Sure, it's a good offense. The team doesn't want to ever unleash him. If they weren't going to last week when, you know, the uh, – Justice Hill was laid up, who he's splitting snaps with. They just made sure to get two other guys now more involved. So, yeah, yeah. not into it at all. No, thank you. Don't blame you. I've, I've felt that way about the Ravens running backs since, I don't know, for like three years probably. Yeah. Um, Hail Mary, Tevin Coleman, Tyrion Davis-Price. I mean, obviously we both really like Jeff Wilson, but we did see Tevin Coleman hit Pater and get a couple nice plays in their last games. So I hear that. Yeah, two touchdowns last week, three catches, 44 yards as well. The clear-cut backup, so it seemed. But Tyrion Davis-Price did return to practice this week. Last time he was out, he had 14 carries right alongside Jeff Wilson as like a 1A, 1B situation. The fact that Wilson's been so impressive, I don't think it would ever become anything more than a clear number two behind him. But against Atlanta, whoever is that number two, whether it's Coleman, whether it's Tyrion Davis-Price, will be reading the news. Me and CJ will cover for you guys who that ends up being. I think they're a viable Hail Mary. I think Wilson will do his thing just like he did last week, 100 yards, touchdown. I think it's happening. But I think after that fact, if they get a big early lead, another running back will get involved just like Coleman did last week. I think it will be a very viable plug-and-play if you're needy at the position. Also, Mike Boone, we talked about the Gordon Boone Denver backfield situation, 35% owned. Also, uh, you know, a potentially long shot, intriguing ad in Latavius Murray from the practice squad. He's 19%. I'm surprised he's actually as owned as that. But, um, you know, these are guys that, I mean, Latavius Murray, we've seen him do stuff in the NFL before. So who knows? Um, obviously, a lot of this is snap related, injury related, related stuff like that. Obviously, there's value of owning uh, part of the Denver backfield. And uh, Boone's the next guy up after Gordon, and they actually were sharing some carries. So I see why you would use him as a Hail Mary. I thought Boone looked really good. I know I've been down on the guy before after he just yep. ruined my fantasy season a couple of years ago as a playoff smash star. Oh, yep. terrible. But he looked far more explosive. Seven carries, 38 yards, in addition to three catches for 47. Nice 10 PPR, half PPR, whatever their setting is. He hit 10 for you there. Now he gets the best matchup for running backs. Uh, so easy to block this D-line. The worst in the league in both sides. Looks like he's still going to be out. And don't forget that Mike Boone actually saw more second-half snaps, 20 compared to 13 for Gordon. They seem – I think this coaching staff is ready to turn over the keys if Gordon fumbles, if he just comes out um, sluggish. They do seem ready, I do yeah. like Gordon. I like the revenge game narrative. I think he comes out and has himself a good, solid RB2 week, but wouldn't be shocked at all if he struggles early or if he fumbles. Mike Boone could hit featured work and a great matchup. So I like this guy as a potential flex for sure this week out there in a ton of leagues, at least as a stash to see what he does, but certainly as a play. Now I do like on the watch list, Eno Benjamin, more than really most of the running backs I've talked about, just want to reiterate the fact that Daryl Williams and Connor are going to be out. I could see 90% of the snaps and work going to Eno Benjamin this week. Last time out, eight carries, 25 yards, in addition to 28 through the air. A touchdown, solid effort, played 30 of 31 snaps in the second half when those guys went out. Fifth most fantasy points allowed to backs, the Seahawks. Think this guy's a great smash spot right in my top 20 running backs. The other watch list, just to keep us moving, truth is Ramondre Stevenson saw 90% of the snaps last week. Do we keep seeing that? Do they activate somebody to feature you know, outside of him? Either way, he's locked in your lineups. I think he's a little overrated in the fact that he's like top five in the expert rankings right now. I'm about five spots below that. I do consider him a top 10 play, but like above Joe Mixon, some of these names is above. Eh, I'm a little hesitant to go that 
big on him. The other guy I am just locking in is Ken Walker on the other side of, you know, Benjamin, how's the passing situation work? Does he get some of that work? He has had some plays drawn up for him. Either way, we saw a hundred percent of the carries go to him. 58% of the routes in the second half. Once uh, Rashad Penny was out, he's a beast, 88 yards and a touchdown on his eight carries. I think this guy is like as talented, if not more so than Damian Pierce. I love that comparison from Dwayne McFarland over, uh, at the Matthew Berry Fancy Life, he's a stud. And uh, Kenneth Walker, this offense is even better. Remember, this is offense is seventh in points per game right now, fourth in points per play. Sneaky, explosive offense here from the Seahawks and a, a real good talent. This, I just can't wait to see what he does. I hope you emptied your waiver wire fab if he was out there for him. Uh, I know you didn't, Truth. You should be kicking yourself. This guy's I, be I, a, I ponied up a lot out. of money, man. Eh, not enough. You should have given it all to get this guy. This is going to be the waiver pickup of the year, but definitely one of the must watches of the week is how does he perform? You can't take waiver money with you. No, you got to spend it. Okay. You got to spend it. And this is going to be the pickup of the year. Wide receivers. We'll see wide receivers. Um, you got two guys, you got a big discrepancy on. I always like hearing about those one, not much of one, but we'll, we'll spend a little more time on the, the first ones. Isaiah McKenzie at KC, you got him at 29. The experts have him all the way down at 48, which is crazy. I'm starting him this week. I can tell you that. Also along those same veins, Chris Olave uh, at the Bengals, you got him at 17. The experts got him down at 29. Those are big discrepancies between those guys. Why do you think there's such a big gap between you and the pros? The supposed so pros. My, my guess for Olave is it might be injury related. I imagine that will come up somewhat throughout the week, but I would be shocked to see him enter the top 20. Uh, people are often cautious with these injuries. And if he doesn't play, then this is all wasted breath. But let's just keep in mind that this guy has put up 19, 15, 13 points and 13 was in like just about three quarters, even less than that. Last week was seeing 38 percent targets on his routes before getting hurt last week. The guy's been a beast. He is number one in air yards, number four in air yard share, 754 air yards, 41 percent of his team's air yards uh, on the season. He's also, though. Number 15 and deep, uh, number one rather, with 15 deep targets. He's also in the top uh, 20 in red zone targets this year. I mean, he's getting so much money volume. So if Olave's out there with no MT, no Landry, the guy's an immediate, just no brainer. Lock him into your lineup. So keep him in there. But McKenzie, yeah, I, I think this one just, I don't know why the experts are always so low on this guy. 18 and 10 in his last two games, those 10 points were in just about a half of action. And I dug it up. So he saw nine and six targets the last two weeks. He's only seen six or more targets eight times in his career. He's averaged 15.4 fantasy points in those, uh, you know, just a beast in those situations. He's been a top 20 wide receiver in over half of the matchups where he's seen six or more targets. And against the Chiefs, I mean, they're going to be throwing early and often. We have Jamison Crowder on IR, so I think we're going to get McKenzie in a near 100% snap roll. Maybe Khalil Shakir off of a nice game last week. Maybe he plays that Crowder role and we get like a 60-40 split. Even so, I think McKenzie will feast, but especially if he gets 100% of the snaps, the Chiefs are bad. I mean, ninth in terms of – Chiefs are bad against receivers. I shouldn't say a bad team. They're a no, good team. They're a good team. Obviously, one of the few good teams of the NFL right now, but bad against receivers, particularly vulnerable, intermediate range. I think McKenzie could have a, a feast this week. So, yeah, 19 spots higher than the ECR and not batting an eye at it. Another guy, Chris Godwin, you got him at 16. The experts have him at 19. It's not much of a discrepancy, but why do you like Godwin? Uh, facing the Steelers. I mean, lock it in anybody, but especially the slot receivers against Steelers. They're bad against everybody. Everybody's going to get theirs, but they're particularly bad, like historically bad against slot receivers this year, last year, and really just always against a Tomlin. It's just a, a way he runs his defense for some reason. They don't defend slot receivers. We've seen Godwin play 43 of his 53 snaps 
um, in the first game he was back in the slot. Uh, then the next game, he saw over half of his slot snaps again in the slot. He didn't play a ton. They kind of eased him back into the game. But the majority of those came in the slot yet again. So, yeah, big, big fan of Chris Godwin this week. I think he's going to destroy the slot secondary there. Lower. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell again facing Minnesota. Hill, you got at 14. The experts have him all the way up at 9. Waddle, you got at 20. The experts like him at 15. Why are you fading both of these guys? Well, it being kind of an obvious and easy reason here is Skylar Thompson, whoever this quarterback is, I'm worried about him. I think he's going to tank the value of these guys till they're in. I think Bridgewater was good enough to sustain it. And yeah, the offense, it's dink. Get it out of their hands. Let the playmakers make their plays. So they could be okay. But last week, six points for Tyree Kill and half PPR, a wide receiver 41. Not a great effort with you know 47 yards, seven catches. I guess set 10 and half PPR, 32, but still not not a top five guy. Like he's locked into the rankings right now. And then Jalen Waddle, he's been kind of mediocre, mediocre for two straight weeks now. Yeah. The five and four fantasy points, again steadily ranked in your top. Like everybody has him in the top t- ten right now. I don't know. Not not a big fan. Uh, so yeah, a little bit lower on those guys due to the quarterback play. Pittman against Jacksonville, you got him at 21. The experts like him up at 16. That's a decent discrepancy. Why are you a little lower on this guy? He's had one good game this season. Yep, Came that's why. Houston, 9-121, 23 fantasy points. Look like the next great alpha. Since then, it's just been a whole lot of meh. 11, 5, and 8 fantasy points across his last three games. And the most damning stat I heard today – He's only seen one target that had more than 15 yards under it. Alec Pierce, meanwhile, <laughs> is getting peppered deep, peppered intermediate, actually out-targeted him, out-played him, out-gained him in every single meaningful category last week. The Jags played well against Pittman last time out. I'm just worried about him. I don't know why everybody sees him as this clear-cut, locked-in starter. Instead, wide receiver 21, yeah, you probably play him, but he's certainly worth questioning. If you guys have questions on Pittman, not fully in love with this guy this week. Romeo Dubs, I really agree with this take also uh, going against the Jets. You got him at 40. The experts like him all the way up at 31. I would have a very hard time justifying a ranking that high from the experts. I even think 40 might even be a little bit too high. What do you think about him? Yeah, one, the Jets have just actually been a sneaky good secondary this year. Uh, two dubs, three catches, 29 yards, four points. It looked like he was on the verge, 17, 11, and then four. Comes, comes crashing back to earth. It looked like he had kind of earned the trust of Rodgers, the target share, like he was a locked-in number two. And then Cobb comes in after a week of the coach praising Cobb, saying we need to get him more involved, and eats 13 targets. He's actually my Hail Mary, so we can kind of hit Cobb there too at only 13% rostered. The coach wants him more involved. He was more involved, and he was really the heartbeat of this passing game last week. So, yeah, I prefer Dubs over Cobb in a vacuum. If I had them both, I'd play Dubs, but Dubs is getting ranked as like a locked flex play. And I, I think Rodgers, I don't know what it was that pissed him off, but something about Dubs last week, he got the cold shoulder from Rodgers, and it's yeah. just scary to know that can happen any given week. Yeah, and Rodgers is such a moody little bastard. Such a moody, um, yeah. Hail Mary, uh, Rondell Moore, seven uh, catches on eight targets for 68 yards in the Cardinals' week five loss to the Eagles. He's only 36% owned, so I think that's a very viable Hail Mary, maybe even a step above Hail Mary. Um, anything to add on more there? Yes, 63 of 69 snaps, 41 of 45 routes, eight targets on the 38 so all high percentages that you love to see we still got no more hopkins i think even when hopkins is back he's the locked in slot role which we saw for dorch top 10 number you know 10 or more points in three of his four starts and then more comes and walks right into seven catches 68 yards over 10 points there too 
solid. And again, the Cardinals, most plays in the league, 72.2 snaps per game, given how bad their defense is. I think this game has real, it gets second highest total on the slate. Just ugly, but sexy at the same time shootout potential in this game. So give me all the pieces I can. In addition to him, I love Alec Pierce. He's now up to 34% rostered, eight catches, 81 yards. First game over 50% route share. Saw 75% of the routes and really thrived, pacing the team in all meaningful categories. I think that number continues to go up after nine, 12, and 16 fantasy points across his last three. Another 15-plus effort could be there. And I already mentioned Cobb, 13 targets. I wouldn't be shocked to see another 10 targets or so, even though he's ran less routes, played less snaps than dubs. When he's in, Rodgers trusts him. He's a go-to guy for the move in the chains. I think we could see another decent effort here uh, against the Jets. They're good on the outside with Sauce Gardner, good outside corners. They're more susceptible over the middle. So I'm intrigued to see what Cobb does there too. All right, real quick, guys, we're watching Gabe Davis coming back to KC. Four touchdowns last time. <laughs> Plus also had his McKenzie look in his Return also will Christian Kirk and Drake London rebound. Great questions. Real quick, uh, Kyle threw us a couple bucks, and he's got a question that pertains to Thursday Night Football real quick. Travis Etienne, Brian Robinson, or Eno Benjamin, PPR. I think I know who you're going to say, but what are you going to say? So we got Travis Etienne, Brian Robinson, or Eno. I'm going Eno. Especially in PPR, definitely got some upside there with the pass-catching ability. Definitely a better matchup, a better overall offense. So, yes, I like Robinson, the player, better than any – uh, I like maybe ET is probably the best player here, but now give me Benjamin the best role, the best offense that out of these three, and certainly the best matchup. Seattle giving up the fifth most points to back, second most yards on the the year other than only Houston. So great smash spot for Eno Benjamin with those other two starters ahead of him injured. I'm going to go there. You in agreement? I am in agreement, and I thought you would say that. I, I, it's like I've known you forever. Um, uh, Wolf. Mow through the tight ends. We got a huge mailbag, so we can hit maybe at least a couple of the mail questions together. We got a lot of people. We got about 100 people in here watching right now, which is awesome. nice. It's that, a good live. that just makes me good, smile. Thank you guys. Good live crowd. Thank you so much for being out here. It does help us greatly. If you hit that thumbs up button, if 100 of you out there, please give us that solid thumbs up here. Help us get out to more people. Consider subscribing if you like the show, because we do go live many times a week, four times a week. We answer all your questions. I'm going to mow through these tight ends, get to the mailbag. We'll hit as many as we can. Guaranteed answers for Super Chats and Collins also as well. But we'll get to my tight ends. I'm higher on Taysom Hill. Only, I think he's about 55% roster now, but still should be closer to 100%. because That's right, Dave. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, 112 yards, three touchdowns, also threw a touchdown as well. He is the tight end three in half PPR leagues. He is exactly one target on the year. Such a weird, atypical role, but the guy is a huge part of the offense, and they quote-unquote expect him to remain a He's the tight end three, I'm pretty sure. He is the tight end three. One target on the year, and he's the tight end three. Fucking nuts. It is boomer bust, 15-1-0-8.1, and then, of course, 34.6 in his next explosion, but truly – at tight yeah, end. But, but even the 8.1 makes him a really, really viable a fantasy viable, starter, yeah. and that's his second lowest outing. The only well, time one he scored, and zero, or is the oh, I, he had one and zero. I thought it was just yeah, so bad. Three. But still, uh, the, the so many tight ends have that zero or boomer bust floor. Why not go for one of the only ones that genuinely has a 30 point ceiling, as we just saw? So I like firing him up. I'm a little bit lower. I'd rather have Taysom Hill than, let's say, Gerald Everett, who's only been about a 60% snap player as is. And then Donald Parham comes back, gets the red zone work ahead of him. That's really what the the thesis behind Everett was. Good offense, good red zone work. He did get one red zone targets this week, but Parham saw more. And 1.2 coming off that game, Keenan Allen might even be back. 
I think Everett in a few weeks is going to be cut bait. So I'm a little bit nervous about starting him. Hail Marys. I love Will Disley. 22% rostered. Uh, best matchup for tight ends. Arizona gets smashed. The only better matchup would be Seattle. So I think Zach Ertz smokes tight ends, smokes um, Seattle. The most points allowed to the position. But next up is Arizona. And Disley himself, 13, 12, 13. Three of his five starts have been very, very viable, have been top 10 on the season. Good red zone volume throughout the year. I think he scores, has a nice day against them. And we mentioned Kate Otten earlier, played, ran 94% of the snaps, 87% of the routes, six for 47, clearly flashed some nice chemistry with Tom Brady. Brady is back, so I don't really want to go to Kate Otten unless I'm truly, truly desperate. Go to Disley first. But I do think this guy brings a lot more to the table and has more long tail upside than Disley too. All right. That's it. Oh, and then the watch list. Kittle, does he get it together? He's facing Atlanta. It's kind of now or never time for Kittle. He has to get it done this week, and I think he does. And does Hurst continue his hot two-game stretch? We will see. I love his role in this offense, though. A great play every single week. All righty, Wolfpack. Thank you again for your patience as we mowed through. Oh, the tight ends. I should have the banner up. My bad tunes. Uh, But thank you again for your patience as we get here. Let's hit this loaded mailbag, starting, though, with – our call-ins. Our call-ins. Our call-in. What's up, David? What's, go, what what's, go, what's going on, guys? So quickly, um, MT on NFL.com is not listed as out yet, and neither are James Conner. Um, so I'm just curious if what you guys would do in today's scenario. Like, are one of them droppable to grab, like, an Eno or something? or another wide receiver. Um, Cause MT, who knows if he's going to even want to play anymore. How are they not ruled out yet? Yeah. That's a pain in the ass. I would drop your kicker. Honestly, drop your kicker, pick up, Eno. wait for one of them to get ruled out to move to the IR. And then okay. you can pick a kicker up from there. That's the way you play it. Perfect. That yeah, much, I appreciate much, that. Much and smarter uh, answer than I would have given you. <laughs> uh, truth. You're the only person that could put two people on the sidelines in two weeks. And you guys pressured me uh, last week. I, I made my pick and I said Kyle Pitts and then you guys were like, oh, it's not good enough. And then Pitts was ruled out. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I did it. So uh, just your official mush of the week and oh, I'll let gosh. you go. Oh, man. All right. Truth. Mush of the week, David. Thanks for the call in. Send you guys. on your way. Cheers. Uh, oh, God. You want to think it through while I pull Darnell Mooney. Darn enough. Yeah, well, that's a, he's going to fucking suck anyways. Give us a better mush. I'm going to answer a few questions while you think of a mush. And then uh, let, give me the thumbs up when you're ready for your Michael mush. Michael Pittman. It's Michael Pittman. Okay. So lower at, lower alongside me. Craig okay. Sarno. Good to see you, brother. All right. Half point PPR. Need a wide receiver to flex. Jerry Judy, uh, Pickens, Alec Pearson, Eno. So we got to go Eno. Like I said, very, very high on him. And then of the receivers – it comes down to actually Pierce versus Pickens for me. I'm not into Judy. I'm not into the Broncos at all. Uh, I'm going to lean Pickens. He's been the, the leader in yardage in both of the starts for Pickett. Pierce is real close for me, though. What about you? Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say I would probably go Pierce over him, if I'm being okay. honest. Deal. Yeah. And you're locking in Eno, too. Yes, I am. Charlie says, making locker room car and play, giving Brian Robinson the start over. Dylan, you're welcome to all the other Dylan owners when he scores two touchdowns on my bench this season. <laughs> Congrats to you, Dylan's owners. Make sure to start him with him on Charlie's bench. I, for the record, I'd go Robinson over Dylan too, though. Definitely locker room karma. He earns the start. You put him in there over Dylan in my opinion. I have Dylan on my bench, and I'm not expecting him to score any touchdowns. No. 28% um, of the work last week. How can you trust him? 
do I start Curtis Samuel tonight or wait for Keenan Allen? His hammy injury scares me. Or Mike Thomas, who missed practice today as well. I would start Samuel personally. I think I'd just start Samuel, yeah. Those guys are scary. I'd like to see him get through a game before I trust either of those folks. So, yeah, Y2J, I'm going those guys. It's like David said, Mike Thomas might just decide. Yeah, give me, give me Curtis more. Samuel. He's a good enough option in my opinion. I'm also thinking of starting Brian Robinson this week. He's very TD or bust, though, so he gets no receptions. That's true. Yeah, I, I think I think he's going to get a touchdown at least one, maybe even two. Wolf, drop one for buys. Mike Williams, Godwin, Alave, Hollywood. You got to drop one oh, of these guys. You drop one of these guys. What the fuck? Come on. Are you got to keep all these guys. You got to keep them all. Drop your kicker and don't play a kicker for some fucking reason. Like, you can't drop any of those guys. They're damn, way too damn good. If you had to drop one gun to my head, I would probably say Godwin. I don't know. I, because he's just the biggest risk to get re-injured, I guess. But I, I agree, but, I, but I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to hang on to all those guys. Yes. I mean, are you really going to pick anybody up on waivers that's going to make you feel half as good as any of those no, guys? No way. RB2, PPR, Brian Robinson, Zeke, Coleman, McKinnon, or Dylan, Aaron Jones, is my RB1. I'm going Brian Robinson there. No doubt about it, yo, so Tony. That's a good spot to fire him up, get yourself a little Thursday night action here. And he says, what, what a, a team. team. He agrees with us. Yeah. He agrees. Um, Ryan Hemmings says, smash the like, of course. Uh, RTK 137 streaming quarterbacks. It's rough out there. Wolf knows about that. Six oh, yeah. point pass and touchdown. Serious need of upside. Wentz, Jimmy G or Daniel Jones. The Wolf was scrolling through a few of these guys in a text that we were sharing the other day. Yeah. If you're in serious need of upside, it's Wentz. We've seen him get over 20 fancy points in three of his five starts. Obviously the floor is cavernous. So like if he goes out and shits his pants and gets you negative points tonight and you break your TV, don't hold me liable, but you're telling me you want upside. Wentz has by far the highest ceiling here. Jimmy G's my typical play in this scenario, higher floor, but much lower ceiling. So if you need upside, like you said, Wentz is the best bet for like 303 here. So yeah, shoot for the moon. I love the context there. Thank you, RTK. I go Wentz if you need the upside. Yep. All righty. Um, Monty Walker, J-Rob at Flex. Oh, half, it's half Kenny point. Walker. Half I'm going point PPR Walker. if that matters. I don't think it does, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going Kenny Walker there. I like Kenneth Walker there. Okay. Um, Hemming's very good. What the defense should I use? Pats, Washington, or the Bears? I like the Bears tonight, but uh, they suck, though. I go Pats. Better defense. Pats pitching a shutout last week. Yeah, yeah. Browns are much better, though, but yeah, I'm going to go Pats there. Pick two, please. Rondell Moore, Isaiah McKenzie, and Etienne. You got to start McKenzie. McKenzie's my favorite of the bunch. I'm with you there, Truth. I, I think I'm going to go Rondale Moore in a full PPR too. it. One more week without Hopkins shootout style matchup against a bad defense. ETN had a nice week, but he's going to be so game script dependent. I'd, re- I'd like to see him more often. Is this kickoff at 815 or 820? I think 820. So okay. we still uh, got, a little, still got a little time. Higher. All right. Sarah Riley. I love when Sarah tunes in defense. I have Chicago, but should I pivot to Jacksonville, Washington, New Orleans, or Minnesota? I actually like Jacksonville and Minnesota more. I like Jacksonville probably a bit more. Uh, they smoked the Colts the first time they faced him, and now they're at home. Yeah, I like them. I agree with you. Dan Dwyer, evening fellas, need to stream a QB this week. Fields or Wentz tonight? I go Wentz over Fields very slightly. It's scary. It's sketchy. I don't know if either pan out for you, but, hey, get that action. Good luck, Danny. Alave or Kenneth Walker if Alave is healthy? PPR. Ooh, that's brutal. I like Alave. I mean, we've seen the track record. He's gotten it done. Huge fan of Walker, but – I'm not benching Olave in a PPR league if I have him, especially with all those other guys out. So, yeah, I'm going Olave. What about you, Truth? Olave versus Walker. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Evan Buss, do you like Tony Pollard or Brian Robinson this weekend? My man, Uh, Buss. I'm going Robinson there, baby. Definitely. What's up, fellas? Great to see you. F Dallas. Go Birds. (laughs) Denny, you you are allowed to be on your high horse right now. Yeah, (laughs) you are allowed. Should I start Hayden Hurst and just cut Schultz PPR? 
I would definitely start Hayden Hurst this week. I don't know that I'd cut Schultz just because he is you know, Dak's boy and Dak's probably back as early as next week, in which case Schultz could be right back to a top five tight end. Very rare source of volume, in my opinion. I wouldn't cut him unless you're real desperate. I'm willing to deal Mike Williams before Keenan Allen is back thoughts. I mean, my thoughts would be being willing to deal him is great. You got to get a return, though. Mike Williams has value with or without Keenan Allen. Yeah, sell high means sell high. If you're going to sell, like make sure you get the valid price because Williams, like you said, good with or without Allen, certainly better without him. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be selling him for no reason. I'll tell you that. Robinson or Eno Benjamin this week. Did we did we get this one? Oh yeah, we got we yeah, got uh, Eno Benjamin over Travis. Got, I'm pretty right? sure we hit all the super chat. We hit all the super chat so far, and a guaranteed answer for super chat. We got about 15 minutes till kickoff. I'll go rapid fire, but you want a good in depth answer? Hit us with the super chat. It'd be a great help. Brian oh, we Robinson. got one. From, we got one. Speaking of super chats. From okay, our man Ten team PPR. Would you drop Mike Gordon for Tony Pollard? I'm guessing it's Melvin Gordon. I don't know. Who oh, I, I'm at Melvin Gordon. I'm uh, sorry, but no, I don't think I would, just because he's more of the featured back uh, here. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Melvin Gordon over Pollard, just because I think he could be a featured back the rest of the year. Pollard's upside. If it's just a bench guy, though, it, if something happens to Zeke, is still so so sky high. So try to get him if you can, in my opinion. Melvin but Gordon. No, I, I would to, have Melvin not Gordon. to be confused with Mike Gordon basis yeah. for fish. Did we we got this one too, right? You know yes, Benjamin. We got. Him. I'm telling you, I've been on it. All right, just making sure here. Yeah. Um, and we left off. Chris yeah, Tom. we probably need to uh, rapid fire this thing. At Chris, uh, we got to Chip Duvall, Brian Robinson, or Eno. I'm going Eno Benjamin. I'm going to rapid fire it up. Okay. Truth. Let me know if you see any super chats down at the bottom. All right. You know. Uh, pull them up if you do. And if you hear me say anything egregious, definitely disagree. We'll back uh, oh, you, while I rip uh, through these rapid fires again. One last plea. It does help us out so much. I haven't checked YouTube how many we have out there, uh, but man, we got so many of you with us. Help us get out to more people. Hit that thumbs up button, like, shares, retweets, all that good stuff would be so greatly appreciated. Thanks again so much for being here. Let me rapid fire this up for you and hopefully get to all your questions. Guaranteed answer, though, for Super Chat if you need it. 5-0, and oh, love to hear that, Chris. Great to see. Brian Robbins or Kareem Hunt, literally 23-24 for me. I go Hunt very slightly, Jimmy, but, man, if you really want to just get some action tonight, again, 23-24, it's damn close. I do like Robinson a lot tonight. Standard League, Corey Davis. Or drops Corey Davis for Josh Palmer? Eh, I mean, shit for shit. Don't really care there for either one. Uh, nah. Kareem Hunt versus Patriots. Unless you – the only reason, Kristen, this would matter is if you have Keenan Allen, you're waiting for Monday night to see if you can play him. Otherwise, I don't want to play either of those guys. Kareem Hunt versus Patriots or uh, Robin Hood tonight? I'm guessing that means Robinson, Robin Hood. Uh, again, I, Jimmy, I don't know. Like 23-24, I slightly lean Kareem Hunt. I'm four and one thanks to Josh Jacobs. What an absolute monster he is, Robert Moreno. 100% there. Uh, you're welcome, Michael, as well. Pick two receivers, Gabe Davis, Chris Godwin, Pittman. I'm going to go the first two, Gabe and Godwin for me, uh, for sure. Jeff Wilson or David Montgomery. I'm going to go Jeff Wilson, very slightly joker. Just love that Atlanta matchup. Do you drop Gibson and grab Edmonds or Eno Benjamin? Eno Benjamin, yes. Edmonds, no. He's useless. Thankfully, I do not have any players tonight. So yeah, no, hopefully most of you don't. But I'm glad you're still watching anyways, Richard, and I appreciate your support. You are great as well, my man. Thanks, Samuel bro. or Walker? Definitely going Walker, unless that's Debo Samuel. I'm guessing it's Curtis Samuel. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't be a question. But if it's Debo, you go Debo. If it's Curtis, you go Kenneth Walker. Uh, should I trade St. Brown and Mike Williams for Chase? No. No, that's too much. Too much, grind. Way too much. Jags defense is a start this week, absolutely, against the Colts. Raheem or Scary Terry? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to play Olave for sure. So he's definitely in. So is JT. You're definitely playing those guys. I think if scary Terry makes it so you can't play one of those guys, then you'd go Raheem as your backup plan. But if scary Terry versus Raheem is like the straight up here, 
I think I still go Raheem Mostert. What about you, Truth? I would in the straight up go Raheem Mostert. All right, that's a tough one, but yeah, we both lean there. Play two, Pollard, AJ Dillon, Brian Robinson. I think I'm benching Dillard in this one. Tough question there. Gary. Good, good to see you, Gary. Another great Thursday night indeed. I, great might be an overstatement for this game, but it's football. We can't complain, right? Mostert or Sanders this week? I go Sanders, better offense, better just overall production. Ah, that's close. I'd have him 16 and 17. I don't know. I kind of actually like Mostert the more I think about it. Dak will give the ball a lot too because the defense just hoping. Yeah, I think he's a great play the rest of the season. I'm with you. Switch to first shift so I'll be able to make it more often, sir. Love to see that, Chris. Love it, Chris. Good to see you back, my man. Uh, Lamar is my starter, but I've had Dak stashed on my IR for three weeks after his manager. Good shit, Robert. Uh, question for the truth. He's oh, playing God. He's playing me in our family league, my abysmal. That's the worst league by far for me. I don't know how I just suck so bad every year, but this is for you. Uh, running back two, Gibson, Hines, White, or McKinnon in a 16-team league. It's bad for all oh, of us. Katie, you're killing me. Um First of all, I really hate those options. If <laughs> I can tell you do too, I really don't want to. I really don't want to let you down. Well, I wasn't ready for this. I really don't want to let you down here. I guess I would go um, gun to my head, McKinnon. Uh, there you go. I'm not answering it. Fuck that, Katie. Uh, if T Higgins sits, would you play Pickens? You're not allowed to be mad at me if that's not right. Those or MBS. Uh, I go. I go Pickens here. Tunes. Pick two. Dylan MBS Robinson or White Robinson and. Mm, Probably Dylan there, but don't love it. Should I trade CD and Gordon for Debo? Ah, no, I wouldn't. CD's right up there. So no, I wouldn't do that. Making bad decisions, playing Gibson and St. Brown. Don't play St. Brown. Come on, Jeremiah. We got to be able to find something better. Rewind to the Hail Marys. Don't play St. Brown. Gibson, ah, no Gibson either. We got to find better options, Jeremiah. Don't do either. Please put him on the bench. Come on. No bad decisions, Jeremiah. Stop that shit. Uh, 10 team league. Drop Gordon for Pollard. No Bulldog. I would not do that. Um, Unless you're just, like you said, you're just going strictly for upside, but eh. London, Dylan, Pollard, Rashad, White. I'm guessing this is not in our league, Katie. Uh, I'm going to go RB2 Pollard and uh, Flex London. What's up, Wolf? I checked him to win. Eno or Mike Williams? I'm still going Mike Williams there. Uh, Eno is definitely safer, though, if you're projected to win. So see how you're feeling at four. But yeah, I like Eno Benjamin if you're, you need just floor, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I hate Kyle Robinson. It felt so good. Man, I'm I sure hope it I, did. I hope I do right by her. She seems awesome. Uh, yes. Cutting, oh, yeah. cutting down Robinson and so on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Rate my, I can't rate your lineup. Sorry. Not enough time. Wentz or Gino? Uh, Gino, for sure. Gino. Gino, absolutely. Brian Robinson could definitely be the play, but I would go either of those other two, Eno or Clyde over him. Wilson, Monty, or B-Rob. I'm going Jeff Wilson, 909. Good to see you. Bro, I have no choice but to start Cam Akers or Brian Robinson. Definitely Brian Robinson, JJ, right? For sure. Henry and Swift. So, yeah. Go Robinson. I think he could definitely get you a touchdown. B-Rob Dobbins or Dylan? I'm going B-Rob, baby. How do we feel about streaming Chicago D? Could be a good play. My top 10 defenses this week. Shad White or B-Robinson? Yeah, I would rather have Robinson. He's the starter right now. But, man, I don't want to drop White, one of the best handcuffs. Maybe the best handcuff. Let's get those likes up, Wolfpack. Thank you, Tunes. Definitely would be so appreciated, Wolfpack. D-Cook owner, should I have uh, Madison drop our Herbert? Yeah, Herbert's kind of useless. Won't stream defense. Yeah, they suck. So I'm not like saying they're a great play, but number 10 for me. I'm not doing a trade question. Sorry, John Stewart. Too many questions here to get through before kickoff. Uh, mediocre Washington got weapons. So yeah, I think they'll be average. I'm with you there. Also need to roster Jameson Williams. I definitely think you should. They say he's probably going to be activated after the bye. Uh, I'm going to go David Njoku over Pitts. Mm. I have to start Curtis Samuel and B-Rob. Not a bad place to be, JJ. I think they're good options. What do you think, chat? Devontae for Hollywood uh, B and Gibson? 
Uh, Devontae Adams for me there. Uh, Gibson's oh, yeah. complete and yeah, utter trash. Yeah, yeah. At point. Absolutely. Uh, need a trade. Uh, I'm not, I can't do trade targets. Bad trade. Uh, JT and Brian Robinson. I'm definitely going JT there JT. Marty, tonight. Uh, I'm going to keep going because a lot of people are interacting. I love that, but I'm going to go to the questions I see. Take him over JT or James Robinson. JT for me. Uh, Dak Prescott is on my waiver wire. Do I pick him up? Uh, yeah, Lamar, you don't really need it, but you could block your opponent. You referred so. to him as Dak Prescott. Yeah, I <laughs> love the big cock for Dak Prescott. Uh, Michael Thomas or Curtis Samuel? It's got to be Curtis Samuel, Cruz Skater, because we don't even know if Mike Thomas is going to play. Um, Sutton must start. Yeah, I think he is. Just the volume, as bad as that offense is. Not must, must start, but he's top 17 for me, so you have to do. Uh, go DK and lock it always to Fatty Mateo. This Gino feeds him. This is a good offense. It's back to their – as if they have Russ still. Like You like not. them both over CEH? Uh, yes, I do. I okay. like them both. Okay. Um, B-Rob, Dobbins, or Dylan. Um, I That's a repeat, but I'm going to go B-Rob. I'm going to put that in timeout because we've just gotten that one a bunch, ABC. So uh, please don't repeat. Cam Akers or Brian Robinson? I'm going Brian Robinson, no doubt. Uh, Michael Gallup, Rondell Moore, or Isaiah McKenzie? McKenzie for me. McKenzie. B-Rob or Kareem Hunt? Uh, we keep getting that one. 23 and 24 for me. I have Kareem Hunt just slightly higher. But if you want the action, you can go B-Rob. Play Terry Knight? You could. Depends on the other options, but he's in my top 25. Moster, Miles Sanders, I'm going uh, Moster. Very close. People really seem to hate Deontay. I don't think it's justified at all. He's getting the volume still. McKenzie or Pickens, I'm going pick uh, McKenzie very, very slightly. Uh, do I still play Tyreek Hill? Probably, but it depends on your options there. I uh, can't do a trade, sadly. Uh, McLaurin or Jeff Wilson? Going Jeff Wilson there. Wilson. Solidly. Wilson. Definitely Wilson. drop Edmonds. Cobb, eh, does, yeah. maybe. If you got to use him, then yes. Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, no, I, I still keep Stafford for the bench. If you're just going for bench, it's upside. Who is must start tonight? Uh, we did a whole preview. Rewind it to the beginning, Tino. Uh, I need to pick one for 12-man. Rondell Moore, Isaiah McKenzie, Michael Gallup. I'm going McKenzie there. McKenzie. Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't even know what we were talking about there. Flex, random, scary Terry, Olave, and JT. Yeah, we're going Olave and JT over scary Terry. Um, Monty or Eno. I'm going to go Monty very, very slightly. Samuel, MT, Isaiah McKenzie, IU for wide receiver two. I like Curtis Samuel, but McKenzie's real damn close there. Um, most of it would be my flex, but um, I'm going to play Curtis Samuel tonight, though. Pitts or Taysom, half PPR. Taysom. Uh, Taysom, yeah. Honestly, great. How, what a world we live in, huh? Schultz or Taysom Hill, rest of season. Taysom Hill, Taysom. Outside, it's too big. We roster in Jameis Williams. Uh, Jameson Williams, yes. Jameis Winston, no. Uh, but, yes, definitely stash that upside. Who to start, Disley or Hayden Hurst? It's Hayden Hurst for me. Play Terry tonight. Again, who's the other option, Krenna? Uh, McKenzie or Tyreek? Tyreek still. I mean, come on, it's Tyreek. It's Tyreek. Uh, Justin Herbert or Carson Wentz? Definitely Justin Herbert. Come on now. Last one, Eno or Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson for me now. Dobbins or Najee? Don't love either, but I like Najee just a little bit more. Eno or Mike Williams? Uh, Mike Williams, unless you need the safety of Eno. Uh, Robinson tonight. I, yeah, I like Robinson a lot tonight. Uh, I talked about him earlier. Enjoy the games. Go Birds. Got a good feel about my bad decisions. I don't, Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, let's go. Hurts or Gino? Uh, I'm going to go Hurts, 100%. Yeah, you never bench Jalen Hurts. Let's get it, 909, 100%. Go Cowboys, Denny Jennings. I love the trash talk. James Robinson or Zeke? I'm going J-Rob. McKinnon, D. Henderson, T. Coleman or Kelly? Oh, boy. Uh, Coleman, as long as he's the number two. But if not, I go McKinnon very slightly. Muchas gracias. Good to see you, Crusader. Uh, Gabe Davis and Devonta Smith. I go Gabe Davis, but I'd love them both. Um, Jeremiah will be there. Birds, baby. Go to the game. Sunday Night Football. Denny oh, Jennings cool. must be quite a sight. 
Robinson or Gordon, I'm going Melvin Gordon. Samuel or McKenzie, I'm going Samuel. All righty, folks. Thank you so much, Wolfpack. What a show. Almost 100 of you live for a lot of the show. On the way out, that thumbs up would mean the world. Subs, if you haven't, help us grow. would be so appreciated. Check out all our content at RoadStreetJournal.com. This will be podcast as well, the Fancy Fullback Dive, where we also breed and feed and pave your path. All that good stuff. You guys are the best, though, Wolfpack. This Thursday show has become one of our highlights of the week. So thanks again so much for tuning in. Again, thumbs up, likes, hearts, retweets, wherever you're at to close us out here. Uh, and again, RoadStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you wolves. And the Wolf of Fantasy Sheep, be the Wolves guy. Best of luck. Hope we get it right. Hope you get all you need. Let's fucking feast Brian Robinson, baby. Cheers. Enjoy the game, guys. See y'all later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. Football right there, folks.